Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yes, brought to you by Mate Internet and Mobile, 5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Why wait? Make the switch to Mate. And it's time for the people segment. No, it's not a movie of the week. That's changed. John's on Friday. Boys, I've, I've written today, and when we get into the preview here of Canberra and uh, Parramatta tonight, I reckon even more than 2002, given what Ricky has had to do in the last 18 months, I reckon this is just about his finest coaching season. Well, if you go back last year, an absolute bludger of a season, uh, player unrest, heavy defeats, talk that the players are off Ricky, the George Williams fiasco, and, and Webby, it looked like, we were talking about this last year, it was almost like, well, something's got to change. It's either they've got to play it, turn over the roster completely or they have to find another coach and Ricky's going nowhere. So the, I think the genesis of this changing was he had a meeting in the preseason, grabbed 21 of his most senior players and staff, booked a hotel, stayed the night, three hours on the table, get it all out. Yeah, we are. And they just had a big honesty session, but, without for want of a better a cliche, but mm. and that was the start of it. And, he, and, and then they went and got on the drink. And <laughs> as it's, mate, solves a lot of problems. So yeah. what, came, what came out of that meeting? Do you know? I just think they had a better understanding of of, of just talking to each other because I think a lot of stuff was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. There were players' wives who were criticising the coach right. on on uh, social media. So I just think it opened up the channels of communication. But I think the main thing. <clears throat> And I spoke to Ricky about it. Is that he had Whiten and Tarpany on, and and some of those other senior players. But those two in particular were really good at talking to the uh, the younger players in the squad. So they're all on the same page. So I think that that was a real starting point for him. I mean, this year it was a pretty grim place at the start of this year as well. Uh, firstly, <coughs> mate, they, they bring Fogarty <coughs> and he gets injured. He's not available till round twelve. Then they got Josh Hodgson who's just about their most important player in the middle of the field. They lose him first set in the first game. He's gone gone for the season. Did anyone, like, question, did, did anyone at the start of the year have him in their eight? No. No? No. No. But I think out of that tough time, I think that was, and this is the way that Stick sort of suggested it, it was more, um, you know, what the, the fact that they were so tight helped him get through that tough period, the first half of the season. And it's, he said it's funny, like the perception on the outside was that Canberra were in, you know, struggling again and Ricky's struggling to keep his job. And But internally, I, I think it was they were just they – were, they were pretty resolved. He's made some really brave calls. Xavier Savage to fullback, yep. yeah, put him there. When uh, he's not Tomo- really ready. Like Tomoko he's... to centre. Mm. There was some question marks over him. Sebastian Chris yeah. playing him in the centres. Made well, some big – Wolford at dummy half. Well, I mean, they start the season two from eight, and you're going, wow, like they're it's well and truly on the roads. But you, there was a game, it was round 11, they played uh, South, and there was an obvious change of tactics. Where they're trying to grind sides down, you can see the Ricky just go, this isn't working. And that's where it's brave to actually have the guts to go, I'm going to throw away some of my coaching principles here and try to find a new formula. That's brave and you've got to be clever to do it. But that game against South, suddenly they're playing sideline to sideline. They're offloading. And, mate, immediately, like, you could see just the attitude in the team change. Like, they're actually playing with a smile on their face again. In that, ne- in that next month, they're still 
there's still some inconsistencies, but you can see there's a definite change of attitude. There's more confidence. And then they get to round 17 and they get they get the bye. They come out of that and they've won nine from 10. See, I reckon Ricky, in terms of Ricky's coaching, I think when he first started coaching, he was, you know, just a few years older than like Freddie and, and Brett Mullins were in that, in that Roosters team. Now he's like 20 years older than them. And I think the thing that came out of that review or that getting it on the table is that, you know, young blokes are different these days and they don't, they don't copper serve like, you know, and Ricky's one of the great servers of all time. Um, So I think that's been a change too. And you can see it in Tarpity. Like Tarpity went from a player that was looking to probably get out of there to their best player. Well, that's one of the things you view about coaching. It's probably the best example of someone's good coach is the improvement of the young players. We said before, uh, Savage, or as I call him, Savage, and, uh, <laughs> and Sebastian Chris. Every time you see them go around, they get better. Tarpany's gone from being uh, inconsistent, but you know, play with a lot of potential, to people saying he's a million-dollar forward now. Um, it just made it go, it's not, mate, Fogarty. See, Fogarty, when I saw him at the Titans, when they signed him, I went, oh, yeah, you know, he's a handy player. Well, he's proved himself to be a very good player. Well, they complement each other, him and Jack Whiten, perfectly. Yeah. He steers them around, he's on the ball, organises, and Jack just does what Jack does. And Hudson Young, mate, he, he's, he's been a revelation. The back but, half of the year, there's been no back row. Can't he get a sniff out a try? Can't he score one? Mm. Yeah, and again, Newcastle Junior. I said Brankston. yesterday in the show. He's from Brankston. Brankston. Next, next door to Cessna. See, that's the thing about Newcastle, we're generous, right? <laughs> what we do is we produce them, we find out the ones that are good, and we get rid of them. So that's, that's um, yeah, you're welcome, Rugby League. It's no problem. <laughs> my, as we go into this game tonight, right, against Parramatta, my only – this is my one concern about Canberra is they're going in with a lot of momentum. And, Joey, we, like, before we get on to this, um, I was talking about this the other day, Blake, as, oh, there's no real difference. How different is night football, 8 o'clock, <laughs> oh. compared to 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Miles, miles apart. The only advantage tonight, it's going to be windy which keeps the dew off the surface. And Combank is pretty much not much of that long grass, that winter rye, so it won't be as slippery. That's the key, that when it's windy, there is no dew on the surface. Mm. But then you watch you watch that game last week, the um, the, the Roosters South. Well, that's, yeah. They're just moving the ball quickly laterally when they weren't well, he, chinning each other or pushing and shoving and sending people to the bin. Well, well, that's the thing Headlocks. about it. That I'd, first like to, game. I'd like to chin the bunker. Is that possible? Yeah, well, yeah, you can. It's just like punching the side of a shit house, uh, mate. Um, but yeah, so Canberra, but, but playing at night, it can be totally different. Well, the, the game last week at Penrith on the Friday night, Penrith Parramatta, it was so slippery. No team could move the ball laterally. Couldn't well, the, pass it. Well, round twenty-five, you got the Roosters up against the Rabbits, and they put Latrell in the phone box because they just can't shift the ball around. They mm. kick high and chase hard, and then the week after. You know, South Sydney suddenly start to get traction. They can shift the ball around. and He was out of the phone box. He was out of the phone box. He got out of it. He um, So Canberra, this is my concern, right? They've won nine, nine out of ten. Eight of those games have been dry afternoon games. Good stats. Good stat. Mm. Two two of them have been 5.30 games. Right, Good Which stats. is sort of, yep. One has been a loss to Penrith and a win against, uh, a win against Melbourne, which is, mate, that's still decent. But the way Canberra like to play, what's got them to where they are now has been attacking football, and they're going to have to adjust that a little bit, you'd think. So they're not vampires. Does vampires only come out at night? 
And I like the, yeah. the day. Yeah, they're the reverse. So they're definitely not vampires. <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, Combank tonight at 8 o'clock. It'll be a cracker. It'll be a really high-scoring, fast, open attacking game. Jeez, we've seen some great games, haven't we? The oh, opening fantastic. semi-finals. What, what, what did we think about Parramatta last week? I thought I they were really I, I, good until Moses went yeah, off. I got more out, more out of, about Penrith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just how far ahead they are. What about Nathan? See, Nathan looked like he really struggled, didn't he? Oh. After that oh, break, I, love, didn't he? I love people saying he was going to be rusty. He oh. was going to struggle. What about it's that? laughable. Those, those well, that's right. There was laughable. No, if he was injured, he comes back, he's probably a little bit rusty. But the fact he was suspended. He was, and a couple of things he did, which showed how much tape he was doing just himself, that little trick shot for Dylan Edwards to score, mm. where Yo goes away, looks like they're going to play a little block shape, he turns on his heel, puts it through. And the other one, I tell you, was like watching his ball playing. When he was doing his ball playing, he was really disguising his intentions really good. He'd go up and he was creating the illusion that he didn't know what he was doing, that he was sort of lost and he was looking. Then all of a sudden he'd just go ping and it was just disrupting the defence. That's that's the best performance. Of the no one so will far. get within 20 to 24 points of them. If they're on, no one gets close to them. Mm. No one close. There's a headline. Yeah. yeah. And Cherry Evans should be Australian halfback. I saw that. <laughs> There's another one. Bold statement. Stunning admission. Well, if you look at Origin, it hurts me to say. Bombshell revelation. Oh, it hurts me to say. Origin 3, he was out of this world, the way he kicked Queensland to victory. Before Origin, I thought Nathan should have been the halfback, but after Origin, I think Daly deserves his spot, considering that... He last when Australia last played was like two years ago. 19, he was is the incumbent. Three years. Is the yeah, incumbent. He was the incumbent. So Maybe. I think he deserves it. I think if Nathan finishes the season as we expect, I think he's got to pick on form and he gets selected. Mm. I, I think that um, if he goes, I mean, his history shows a little bit is that you know the halfback that goes through and takes the to- uh, team to the title generally gets the go. Mm. The only thing in, in daily, um, the advantage for him, Munster will be five eight. And Harry Grant will be hooker. Yeah. Combinations. Yeah. And I do think yeah. incumbency, I know it's three years since they played, I do think the incumbent captain deserves. Although he hasn't captained. Last time Australia played, I, I thought he did. I thought cap- he was captain, wasn't he? Boyd Cordner's the last time. Oh, was he? He really? hasn't captained it. Good Australia. Doesn't, call, uh, doesn't cause controversy. 82. Uh, I think the Australian halves were Wally and trying to think of the Queensland half. And they go away. And uh, Frank Stanton picks. Sterling and Kenny and puts Wally Mark on the Murray bench. was Mark Might Murray. Might have been Mark Murray. And but they, it was always those jewels, Alfie and Ricky, mm. that sort of thing. Mm. But you're right. Like Nathan, they, the combinations work well, but you'd think Nathan could fit in with any combination. And Yo, Yo would be Yo would be the uh, the lock or the middle ball playing forward, you think? You think. Who wins tonight, boys? Webby? I think Parramatta will win well. Mm. I don't know if that's wishful thinking because that's how my multi runs, but I, I just I think being back at Combank gives them they're, they're a different team there. Mm. Yeah, I like Parramatta. I think they bounce back. Home crowd, I think that's a huge advantage. What do you think? Eighty twenty mm. fans, Parramatta. Yeah, yeah and it's a big true. advantage sleeping in your own bed, familiar surroundings, mm. playing in front Should of your home. Should give it a crowd. go occasionally, Joey. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, me. Ben, uh, I, well, I thought Parra looked sharp against Penrith for at least. 50 minutes of the game. 80-minute game, mate. Then Mitchell obviously went down and then... But they look good. They had the ascendancy in yeah, that game. Even 100%. though they were behind by five, I think, when Mitchell went off. Mitchell Moses. And Nathan Cleary did... He went. Up, he didn't go up a level. He went up about five levels. Yeah. Like, he was incredible. Well, guys, you, you, you guys don't matter. I'm going to go to the man who does. <laughs> the man who pulls the strings, Maestro. 
Well, as long as Jekyll turns up and not hide, I think the Eels win. That is. That could be getting I, I, in a I run in print. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the Daily Mail. Um, Maestro says Jekyll, not hide. Well, I'll buck the trend. Which I'll, is the baddie? Jekyll? Hide. Hide. Hide, yeah. yeah. Hide hasn't been out for a while in my house. Yeah. I've been read about him on the front page for a while. Hide and seek. But don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, the volcano is burning down there. Mr. Hyde is yeah. looking to come. I don't know what he's. What, oh. what are we talking about? <laughs> My other ten personalities. No. Where, where, was the, where was the volcano? <laughs> no, no, the volcano. I can feel it. Oh, just, I can feel it, and just about to erupt. I, How long till my I'm Mad lava. Monday? Three weeks. Oh, Joey, your, your Mad Monday is three days. It's always. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Canberra. Just this, I think, at the moment. All this is exactly in Ricky's sweet spot. He loves it. I saw the press conference the other day. Oh, mate, we're just here. You know, well, no one's given us a chance. And they're going in with uh, they're going in with all that momentum. And I just think tonight, big crowd and everything. Parramatta might play uh, nervous. And what about him putting a little bit of playing some mind games with Mitchell Moses, saying, oh, "Well, here's his big ch- here's his big chance <laughs> to earn some of that money that he's been." Now, Adam, Adam Elliott's out. He's got a groin strain. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, who's yeah. who's in for him? Uh, the English forward, uh, Ryan Sutton. Oh, he's a good player. Very good player. I like Corey Horsburgh. Oh, yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about, Actually, the last time he played, wasn't he giving yeah, the double bird the, to the yeah. crowd? I love that. Highly emotional. What about... Corey, um, good stuff. Did, I think he might... Did he get to fined by the NRL for that? I, I think know. he might, or might have got a, a warning for flipping the bird. Benny... Benny going on 360, Paul Benny, they just ask him and Mitchell Moses goes, mate, I like Parramatta and Mitchell, guaranteed, ready to go. And then (laughs) Ricky's just seized upon it. Uh, The fact that, you know, Benny's his good mate, but Mm. that doesn't matter. Talking about when Bill Burr went off giving the... uh, Who who is Bill? Bill Burr's a comedian. He's a spitting image of Corey Horsburgh. Um, That's a good lookalike. I wonder what Mario would have been suspended back in the... The day for that uh, Panasonic Cup game. Remember, he walked off with a fight with Billy Johnston. Oh yes. And he walked off. He goes, "Where the f's George?" <laughs> <laughs> Jumper ripped off. Jumper. Shoulder pads on. Oh, oh yes. So good. Uh, the good old days. We'll take a break. Honest opinions next.